I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie B, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Events are powerful. At an event, you will socialize, you will network, you will let people know who you are while you're finding out who they are. You get to learn new ideas and open up your mind to the latest trends. And I love this, they motivate you. They motivate you to become your best self. Going to events changed my life. And because of that, I want to encourage you to attend events. But how do you find them? I've made this quite easy for you. If you go to my website, carryv.com backslash events, I have events listed that you can attend, that you can be a part of. They range from an investment of a gift to you to an, an investment that is more one-on-one based, a small group of eight people. You will find multiple events there. Some are at the beach, some are in New York, some are in Connecticut, some are virtual, but they will be there so that you can get out there and open your mind to new ideas, get to know new people. Be motivated to live your best life. Go to carryv.com backslash events or head to the show notes and click the link. Check out the events and get involved. I'd love to see you at all of them. I'll see you at an event. Welcome to today's episode of Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. This episode has a little bit of a different flair to it. Our guest, so to speak, is Dave Moravec, but I'm not going to give away any more than that. Put your listening ears on. This one might surprise you. Dave, welcome back to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. Glad to be here with you, Carrie. I bet you are today because we're going to do something special today on Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. So, Dave, I'm going to give you the microphone and start sweating bullets over here. <laughs> well, we, uh, we met about a year ago, and I've been a guest on your show. And the last time we were on, uh, I suggested that maybe I needed to be the host for one show and interview Carrie V, uh, give you an opportunity to talk 90% of the time. And we're going to get a chance to do that. Your listeners will get a different experience and get a different opportunity to, uh, to hear some things. I've got some prepared questions uh, and, uh, and we'll just go from there. Because as I was looking at your uh, LinkedIn profile, um, you have a, a bachelor's degree in music. I do. And I just wondered how music shapes your life. Music in in many ways is in every aspect of my life. And a lot of people don't know this about me anymore. Now, if you if you had brought this up years ago, everybody would have said, well, of course, of course she has a bachelor's degree in music. She travels all over the world and sings. And I did. 
that was what I did for a living. I put my kids in a car and we traveled. I worked with World Vision and found sponsorships through music. So I spent a lot of time on stage singing, a lot of time on theater acting and singing and music. I I don't ever remember not having music be a part of my life growing up. My dad was a musician and traveled all over the world. He used to say that he took my mom, he took my mom to every country on the on the slide of his trombone. And pretty much that was true. They went everywhere and we just grew up appreciating and loving all kinds of music from um swing and sway music to big band music to Chicago. I mean, my dad just introduced us to all kinds of music. So even now, if I get up on stage to speak, I will always try to bring some kind of singing or music into everything I do. And I can't stop singing. It's just, it, it just, it just comes out of me. It's part of who I am. Well, that's terrific. Do you, uh, do you do it uh, with an audience anymore? I do when I'm, when I'm speaking, if I'm giving a keynote or a workshop, I will sing. And I actually just reached out to someone to start taking voice lessons again, because I do, I do miss singing and having it be a a bigger part of what I do. I can hear you in your voice that it's a passion and uh, following that passion uh, is going to, is going to bear fruit. So uh, congratulations on uh, stepping back into that. That's, uh, that's terrific. Um, I got a question because this came up uh, in our leadership conference just recently. Um, Three questions all follow one another, but if you know me, if you really know me, and if you really, really knew me, what three things would we know about Carrie? Okay. If you know me, you know that one of my favorite colors is yellow. If you really know me, hmm, if you really know me, you know that personal development books are also a passion of mine and I own many. If you really, really know me, then you know that my natural tendency is to go to the negative Mm. and I work very hard on keeping a positive mindset because it's not a natural thing for me. Wow. That's interesting because you are among uh, the more positive people that I've ever met and you would never, ever uh, know that. So uh, tell me, where does that negativity come from? Is it a self-inflicted or does it come from someplace else? I think it is self-inflicted. I mean, if, if I look at a personality type, I am a very, I tend to be a very outgoing person, a very people oriented person. I'll put it that way. The negativity comes just from different times in my life where I felt like I didn't perform at a standard that I felt I could have performed at. And, and the negativity would start to, well, of course you didn't do that as good, or it's a self-defense mechanism because if I, if I think that I'm not good enough, then I don't try, then I'm not going to go out there and try because of course I'm not going to succeed. I really believe it comes from a self-defense mechanism. And I, I've worked so hard on becoming positive that I will start to lean towards that before I go to the negative. Well, not before. The negative will peep in and I can quick, I can, I can get it out of my head much faster these days. But I, that's a very interesting question, Dave. I think it's a self-defense mechanism because 
if I stay on the negative side, fear can just kind of take over and I can stay in my comfort zone and not challenge myself. Well, I think that your listeners are going to appreciate that because uh, most of us have that inner uh, negativity. It's the ability to uh, step past that. And uh, sometimes that compartmentalizing uh, of that negativity and pushing it aside uh, is easy. And other times it's hard. Uh, What kinds of things do you do when it's most challenging um, to to overcome that? Um, I move my body. So I will take a walk hop on, um, hop on the treadmill or put a dance video in. But when I move, I immediately feel better. And when I feel better, it is easier to overcome that negativity. And I I was talking to a client about this the other day. It, It just doesn't matter really in the big scheme of things, how many times you get knocked down. It matters how many times you get back up. And in that in that year in the that year and a half of my life from December of 2021 to July really of 20 or 2020 to July of 2021, I don't know if I got those years right, but anyway, December 2020, yes, that's right. Um, such a hard hard time in my life where I felt like the waves were crashing over me again and again, and I got knocked down a lot, but I also kept getting up. So as long as you keep getting up one more time than you've been knocked down, mm-hmm. you can get rid of that negativity. You can. It It isn't easy, but you can. And moving your body. I mean, you can't stay negative when you've got a set of pom-poms in your hand and you're cheering. It's just <laughs> silly and it's fun and you look ridiculous, but it makes you laugh. <laughs> and once you laugh, it's easy to say, okay, my negative voice is named Stacy. So I apologize to all the Stacy's out there. Anyone who knows me also knows that I've named her Stacy. Don't know where it came from, but it's so much easier when I am happy and moving and, and appreciating the shell that I get to live in. It's just much easier for me to say, Stacy, you're, you're done. Your free rental space is done. I gave you time. I felt all the emotions, but you need to go. Cause I got work to do. Yeah. That's amazing that you're able to identify that with a a, a person's name and the, that it's actually a female person. That's not an alter ego male that uh, you want to just you know kick out of the house or whatever. But um, yeah, for me, I've got to find people. If I'm by myself and I'm I'm in the in that self uh, deprecating uh, environment. I need to just get out and see people, whether that's customers or family or uh, my spouse or whatever. And uh, immediately I can't, I can't not, uh, I can't take that negativity to somebody else. So uh, I I appreciate that. Um, That time that you're talking about, that was uh, the time in which your uh, brother was struggling and uh, that uh, ultimately passed away. Correct. Um, that, that was a very, very dark time as well. That was back in 2007 to 2010, um, 2020 is when I was diagnosed with the same cancer that my brother died from. And that, that began a domino effect of waves crashing. Sure. So that, that feeling like I'm, I'm there, I'm, I'm uh, going through that a second time. Yeah. That, and being so angry at my physical body because I felt I had done everything right. I had doctors who told me your brother's cancer was lifestyle related. And if you do these things, then you will never have the same cancer. And I had ticked off all the boxes. I had lost the hundred pounds. I had started a healthy 
um, eating lifestyle, a healthy movement lifestyle. I drank all the water. I dealt with my stress. And here I was with the same cancer. And I was very angry, very angry at anything and anybody that had anything to do with me having cancer that I had worked so hard to do all the right things, quote unquote, to not get it. I didn't know then that we carried a genetic disorder in our family and that I carried it. I had no idea that was the next, the, that was like the fourth news in the, in the news of news that was coming. And that news as, as devastating as it was, was also news that helped me start putting the pieces together for the why there was so much of this devastating colon cancer in our family and putting those pieces together really has led to another platform for me to use my voice and to let people know that this this disorder does exist and it is important to get tested for it because when you know when you know when you know what you know it's not a death sentence anymore because there are things you can do to catch it early there you may not be able to avoid it with the missing gene that we have but we can head it off at the pass and using that knowledge and using my voice has been, it's been a powerful part of my life once I could get up from the wave that crashed over me. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've talked about it to your uh, listeners over the uh, period of time. And again, you and I are just getting to know one another, but mm-hmm. to hear the power in your voice, uh, just telling that story, you can hear it from your heart that uh, this is not just a passing uh, you know, a passing fancy or, oh, by the way, kind of uh, moment. This is, uh, this is uh, foundational. Yes. To, uh, you know, to carry V. Um, I, I wanted to uh, change gears just a little bit because okay. I uh, read on your, um, again, I love to read LinkedIn uh, profiles and posts. And uh, you recently wrote a po- uh, post called Talk is Cheap. <laughs> and uh, it had to do with the uh, practicing uh, uh, speeches for Toastmasters, and yeah. I wondered where that uh, where that came from, and in uh, your love for Toastmasters, did you uh, get involved in it early or late? Uh, late. Uh, my dad told me forever. I can't even remember him not talking about Toastmasters, and really encouraging me to get involved. I did not get involved until 2019, just before the pandemic, okay. and I actually decided to compete. They asked me if I would compete in the 2020 international speech competition, which I did started off in person, of course, went virtual, but I went all the way up to the semifinals, which was so disappointing because it was supposed to be in Paris, France. I'd have been competing in Paris, France. (laughs) And instead I was right here in front of this wall competing, but Toastmasters has taught me a lot about a lot is a very odd term, isn't it? Toastmasters has given me the skills to move forward and improve how I speak, how I relate to people, how to slow down and think of the thought instead of using a filler word, how to connect with people. And it's also given me friendships that are lifelong in being able to go there and connect. It's something I highly highly recommend if you want to be a, a positive, compelling speaker in at any stage. You don't have to be on stage giving keynotes or leading workshops. We're all speaking. We're leading a work meeting. 
We are talking with a spouse. We are talking with our kids. We all need to know how to communicate better. And Toastmasters has has done that. They they give you such amazing feedback whenever you speak. And one of the things we do is called table topics where uh, the topic master will give you a topic and you are required to speak for two to three minutes on that topic without any preparation. It's my favorite part of Toastmasters. I would do it every single day. It's the best practice in the world because somebody at some point is going to say, would you like to stand up and say a few words? And most people are like, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I'll, I'll go later, later after everybody else is done. Yes. And then maybe we'll be out of time. <laughs> you had made uh, three, uh, three points in, in your article. And I just want you to expand on them verbally. Um, uh, one was practice. One was choosing the right words, being organized in your thought and, and your uh, preparation tone. And the third was actually uh, an interesting one that I subscribe to, uh, which is um, speaking for free and, um, and, and actually uh, perfecting your speech through those. Can you, can you address those uh, verbally for us? Yeah. So the third point in speaking for free and practice, those really are going hand in hand. They're giving you the opportunity to practice. I have many, many clients who will say to me, I want the big stage. I don't want to do these little stages. Well, you're not ready for the big stage until you take the little stages. My first stage as a little girl was my stuffed animals. They were the first people, in quotes, that I practiced on. And then I practiced on whoever would listen to me. And even when I started singing, I sang sang wherever they would let me take a mic and start singing. And it goes the same with speaking. So you're practicing, you're finding these these places where you can speak. They can be local businesses. You could call and say, I I have this amazing presentation on speaking with conviction. I would love to come in and do a 45-minute lunch and learn. My gift to you. Almost everyone will say yes. Almost everyone will. And then you get to to start practicing. The caveat is what you're practicing needs to be good. (laughs) So you need to get your thoughts together. The more prepared you are, the more you love your audience. And it is always all about your audience. If you're nervous getting up on stage, nervous to the point where you really can't speak, your focus is on you. If your focus is on loving that audience and serving them, you're going to have butterflies. That's part of life. And it's good to have those butterflies but you will be able to bring to them what it is that they want and need because you're focused on them and having your thought process out. If you have 20 minutes to speak, don't try to give a 45 minute keynote. If they've given you five minutes, plan something that takes four because it's going to take you longer when you get there in person and have your thoughts together in a very, in a very detailed way. It doesn't mean that you're writing out the entire speech, but at least have the latter, know where you're going. Because if you don't know where you're going, you're going to end up someplace and the people are going to be looking at you as if to say, I don't have a clue what you just said. (laughs) And it's happened to all of us. Uh, They talk about um, uh, uh, my teaching method is uh, tell them what you're going to tell them, then tell them, and then tell them what you've told them. Yes. Yes. Because it takes people often three, three to six times for an for a new concept to stick. So in a, let's say a 20 minute presentation, if you introduce 10 new concepts, they're not going home with any of them. 
Bring one, bring maybe two. Back it up with a story, tell them again, and then ask them what they learned so that you know if the plane landed. You don't want them to leave without the concept, so land the plane. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I see so often people reading PowerPoints, even today, um, that uh, just, and I can hear it in your, in your uh, uh, head shaking, that <laughs> <laughs> it's not preparation. No. If you know your subject matter, you don't need those crutches to read from. Yes. You are simply glancing at the PowerPoint to make sure that you advance to the correct slide. Sure. Absolutely. Or or you're uh, using the uh, slide pictures or the yeah. graphs or whatever to illustrate the example that you're making. Yes. And, and, and thinking about your uh, butterflies, I remember Zig Ziglar early on, he said, we've all got butterflies when we get up in front of a group. He said, some can get them to fly in formation. That's great. (laughs) My dad used to tell me, I asked him one time when I would stop being so nervous getting on stages and singing. And he said, if you are ever not nervous before you hop onto the stage, then you should never go on the stage again Hmm. because it means your arrogance has taken over. Wow. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, do you believe that? I do. I think we get, if we get so confident, if we get so arrogant in ourselves. Confidence is great. I teach confidence. There's a, there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. And his point was there's a little bit of nerves because you are bringing this gift to your audience and you so want them to love your gift. It's, it's the same as if I give a, if I give a gift to my husband, I'm always just a little bit nervous to see how much, if he's going to love it as much as I think he is. There's that little bit of nerves. That was what my dad was referring to. There should be a little bit of that. Yes, be confident in your craft. And the more confident you are, the less nervous you will be. But there should always be that, he called it excitement. There should always be that feeling, those butterflies of excitement as you would bring this gift to your audience. Wow. Well, that's awesome. I I hope your butterflies are uh, flying in formation because it, uh, (laughs) again, coming in today, there was nothing prepared. We're just having a conversation as you often do. I don't have a a coffee or tea with me. I got my bottle of water, but uh, (laughs) that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Would you you believe 20 minutes has passed that quickly? Um, It's uh, unbelievable. Um, If you'll have me another time, I'll, I'll be back. But um, uh, as we close, one of the things that, uh, that, that uh, is a staple of uh, Carrie V's is uh, your version of your pow pow shoes, uh, uh, journal prompt. And where, where can we find you Carrie? So, <laughs> so what is your version today of uh, your pow pow shoes? Very interesting. My version of my pow pow shoes has changed so much. I do love, if you're watching the video, I do love my sparkly pow pow shoes and they still go on my feet when I speak. But right next to me are bright yellow sneakers as well, because those have really high heels and really pointy toes (laughs) and they're not as comfortable to walk around in. So I have yellow sneakers that I stick my feet in and people will stop me all the time to ask about my sneakers. And then I have a great conversation. So I'm claiming my yellow sneakers as my pal pal shoes right now. And they're neon, neon yellow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, maybe uh, post some pictures of you running in those uh, I will. changing your attitude from uh, negativity to positivity <laughs> and holy cow, you got a word, uh, word picture there. <laughs> so, uh, what's your journal prompt today? My journal prompt today is if there was one thing that you could change about yourself, not physically, 
but emotionally, mentally, spiritually, what would it be? And what is the first step you would take to change that thing? So one action step you could start doing right now. Maybe it's a negative attitude. Maybe it's um, maybe it's an inability to set goals or boundaries, but what is that one thing? And what is one step that you could take right now? Wow. That's powerful stuff. And there's lots of, uh, uh, lots of food out uh, in that. And you can expand that, uh, you know, that thought for, for your listeners another time. Where, uh, where can we find Carrie V? Everything is on my website, <laughs> CarrieV.com, C-A-R-R-I-E-V-E-E.com, CarrieV.com, all there. In fact, there's a beautiful new events page that I highly recommend you check out because there are events like crazy coming up that I'm in some way involved in and would love to see you there. Where's your travels going to take you? Going to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which I found out is an absolutely beautiful, beautiful place. Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, Connecticut, and I'm not sure where in Connecticut, here, right here in town, North Carolina, Virginia. I'd like to come out west. Yeah, all, the way <laughs> all the way to Ohio. All the way to Ohio. Across the Mississippi. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm coming from Cincinnati, Ohio. For those of you who are listening, uh, I'm the president of our Coleraine Chamber of Commerce here in Cincinnati and uh, appreciate being the co-host or the uh, substitute host or uh, whatever it is I am today and glad you're here. If you're in those cities and places that Carrie's going to be, find her and go see her live because you can't miss uh, seeing Carrie V live. Um, You know, continue to subscribe to the podcast and, and watch the videos, but uh, certainly, if you get an opportunity to meet her in person, uh, you'll you'll benefit from that. I can guarantee it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You have been a fantastic host. This has been fun. And while you were asking me these questions, I got to thinking, I wonder how many people know any of this about me because I have been reticent to really talk about many of these areas areas of my life very much. So you brought up you brought out a lot of good stuff, Mr. Dave. Well, we're glad to uh, glad to be here. Glad to serve <laughs> the the uh, Carry V population. And uh, with that, we'll close today and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. All right, bye, Carry. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.